So welcome everybody to another episode of the Human Blueprint. I am Angelo and we have Herman today with us. We want to pay tribute to Kobe Bryant and the other lives that were unfortunately lost. You know, our heart definitely goes out to them. It goes out to the families, all of the people impacted. I think through this experience, you get to really see the magic of how one person can have an impact on the world. And I think the whole world really went through like something together because Kobe not only impacted just basketball, but so many other things from children to like the businesses that he had and production and storytelling. And so we want to really focus this episode on sharing what we can all learn from Kobe and who better to, to learn from than Herman. I mean, Herman actually has basketball experience, used to be a former player. I used to play a little bit myself as well. It's a sport that we're both passionate about and we're both very passionate about making the world a better place. And so we want to share with you some of the things that we could all learn, some of the things that we can take away from this experience so that we can really make the most out of our life and not let it pass us by. Well, thank you, Angelo. And I think that was well said. And we just want to send our condolences to all the families that were affected in that crash. But we also want to send our condolences and in our memory to all those that are also affected by illness, sickness, disease, right? Where their lives are being like endangered or threatened or not where it's all in their hands. So we just want to, you know, give a shout out to all those people who are suffering and let you know, you know what, there are answers, you know what, you don't have to suffer alone and you don't have to suffer in silence. And so we just want to continue the conversation and let's begin. So to me, I'm going to share something with you, share a little story. So I was, how old was I? So grade eight, you're around, I think 13, 14 years old, right? So around that time. I used to watch and I was getting more enticed into playing basketball, but I haven't really played. So grade eight, I was like, all these people were playing and I'm like, they have all these fancy new shoes. They have like all these, like they, they got the newest wear, they got this, they got that. And it's like, you're looking at it and you're like, well, where are they even seeing this stuff? Cause I didn't really watch TV that much. I just watched like games. Right. So they would be like, it'd be all the commercials they would see on the TV. They see all that. And then come to find out there was a guy named Kobe Bryant and he at the time was under Adidas and he had this space shoe. So it was, it was a shoe, it had the three lines and it was like all the, it was, I think it was yellow, it was silver and white. And so there was a signature line. It was his space shoe. It was his first signature shoe. And when it came out, you couldn't get it anywhere. You could not, you cannot go and buy it. It was, it was sold out everywhere. Everybody had them. Everyone thought they were Kobe. Okay. Fast forward. So I was like, well, everyone's wearing these shoes. Everyone's playing this sport. You know what? Let me play. Let me see what this guy's about. And that's kind of like how I was exposed because when I look, look back and I see how, wow, this guy, he was drafted. And when he was drafted, a lot of people looked down on him. But then there was a guy who's known as the icon because Jerry West was the GM of the LA Lakers at the time. And decided to trade one of his best assets known as Vladdy Divox to Charlotte so that they could get Kobe Bryant. And he, everyone thought he was crazy. He's like, why would you trade something that's a for sure thing on a kid that's not even 18? And everyone thought he was crazy. Mm -hmm. So he does that, gets Kobe. 
And all of a sudden, Kobe's first interview, he switches the hat from the Charlotte hat to the Lakers hat because he got traded. And he's like, you know what? I'm so blessed. And he, he was just sharing how grateful he was. And one thing I learned from watching so many interviews, watching his games, watching the interviews, watching his games, watching how he strategized, watching how he played, watching his practices, watching inside stuff, right? Watching all those things so that I can acclimate and, and soak in as much of that as possible into my DNA so I could become that much of a better player. One thing that I learned best from him was the curiosity. See, for him, he was never willing to ask the dumb question. He was always willing to ask a question and look dumb for one second, but where he didn't have to look dumb forever. So he was willing to look dumb for now, so he would not have to look dumb forever. He was so curious, right? And he would go and seek out like the best people in every single division or any every single like sector of business as to how they created that product, how they created this, how they created that, why did they do that? And that's the thing, like when you look at the curiosity, he was so curious how to, how to become better, learn from the best, become great. And people always say, you know, he's such a nice guy. He, he did so many great things and that's great. But one thing that separated himself from everyone else was that he was always willing to outwork you. So fast forward now, there's a guy from Duke drafted second overall named Jay Williams, thought he was going to be Kobe. So in his rookie year, he was going to play Kobe. Kobe showed up, United Center. Jay was practicing. Jay's like, this guy's, what's this guy doing here? He's like, it's so early. He's like, this is my time, right? And so Jay, Jay said, like, you know, he was afraid to, to look dumb for that one second as to, like, you know, why is this guy working out? So he just lets him work out. See, he's, he's working hard, getting a full sweat in before they even practice. They go through it. They go through and Jay said, you know what? Kobe really whipped their behinds that night, um, won the game. And then after the game, Jay went up to him and says, you know what? Why do you work so hard in practice? And Kobe's like, I saw you watching me. He's like, I never wanted you to think that you were going to outwork me. And that's the difference. He was always up at those 3 a.m., 5 a.m. calls. He was always about making it there, being first in, last out, setting the example. And a lot of people, when he wears the 24, it's because you have to be on for 24 hours straight because it was always being on the consistency. That, mm -hmm. was, that was what allowed the greatness to set in and, and really set into our DNA, really set into being us, right? He was getting those 10,000 reps in for everything, right? Because you need the 10,000 times before it can become yours. And so when I look back and I see that and how he inspired so many people, so many generations, so many people who wouldn't even be playing the game if it were not for him. I think back and I say, that's somebody who made an impact. That's someone who made a difference. And so for a lot of people who have known him, known him really well, I get that they're sharing their stories. I get that. And that's, that's amazing. You hear so many different stories, all the great things he's done and is doing, even off the court when he retired. And we just want to know and let you know that, you know what, we all have a finite amount of time. And it doesn't matter how great we are. It doesn't matter who we think we are. And it's what we do with that time. It's what we do with every single moment that we make it count. Because in life, I'm going to share something with all of you. Life is all about creating those memories. Life is all about making sure those memories stick. And you want to make sure they're good ones, right? Mm -hmm. And so when someone leaves us far too early and someone leaves us way too early, 
all we have to all we have is those memories that we rely on to help us get through all the tough times it's those memories that were created that's like you know what remember that time when this happened remember that time this it was all those memories and it's those memories that a lot of people tend to lose it's the memories that a lot of people forget and i'm going to share something with you angelo and everyone listening it is a cardinal sin to have lived a life and then to be a forgotten. How you help someone who really created something so great and you help someone really pass and live in peace and so that they can rest in peace. How you really help that one person and that family and everyone affected by it is you have to make sure that the memory is never lost. You have to make sure that the memory is always there. You have to make sure you celebrate all those memories that you created with them. You have to make sure that those memories are something that's upfront, that are always there, that are never forgotten, never taken for granted, where that memory creates that one little spark of inspiration so that we can always, always be at our best. Because he basically showed us what it was to be great, specifically playing basketball, okay? He was, show, he was beginning to show us what it takes to be great off the court, mm-hmm. right? Went in an Academy Award, right? Venture capitalist, right? Um, looking at other sectors to invest in. He was doing so much great things and he was just beginning, right? He was like a rookie in the business world from out leaving basketball, right? Where he was just, you know, hitting his stride, right? And so for us, I think in order for us to really, I would say, honor someone so great is you have to use your memories and you have to make sure that they're never lost and they're never forgotten you have to use those memories rely on them and really share them and really celebrate them so that that person and that family and those families will always be remembered and i think that's something where a lot of people when they feel the hurt or they feel the pain they get lost in it and it's like we can't get lost in it we have to go back to, okay, physically they may not be here, but they're in here in more ways than you can count. And it's the memories that continue to celebrate that life. That's what makes them keep alive. And that's something that I think we all need to practice more. Absolutely. I think one of the key takeaways for me was when you talked about 24. I never, never knew that that was the real meaning behind that number, to be on 24 hours a day. I think that that's something that we could all take with us. And also the fact that losing memories is like a cardinal sin to not have those memories is like a sin. And so I think that when I think about that, to me, it's like, you have to be selfless. You have to be humble. You have to put others before yourself. And that's how you really create memories. You never created a memory when you're just always thinking about you, what you can get. I, 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 never were made memories when you thought about like wanting to make this money and wanting to get that. Like you don't create memories that way. You create memories when you put others first, when you do something that is greater than yourself, when you give back. Agreed. And I'm not sure if you remember this, but he scored 81 points on a team. Yeah. And it just so happened to be Toronto and he just so happened to, immortalize himself among one of the greats and it just so happened to be where when he did it 
it was not too long ago in January, right? Where the anniversary of when he scored 81. And one of the things, when I look at him, even though he was a fierce competitor, even though a lot of people knew that they had to get their rest when they were gonna play him, even though like he was like gonna make sure like he was gonna bring his best every single night. What you don't realize is he was setting the example for all of us. Like a lot of us don't realize if we set that same example in everything we did, that mastery, imagine what the world will become. It would be so much more efficient. It would be so mm -hmm. much more greater. And you see, we have to play for something greater than ourselves. We cannot just play for the cars, the house, the trips. We cannot just play for that. We have to play for something greater than that. That's why when you have a family, that's why when you have your time, that's why when you have your memories, that's what you play for. You play for things that the money's not buying you. And you have to make sure that when you play for that, you help as many people play for theirs. You help as many people grow so that they can be playing for theirs. You help as many people be put in the position so that they can be pl playing for theirs. And that's what it means to be great. And I think one thing is that I've really learned from him is to always be the hardest worker in the room. Dwayne Johnson also says that. And I think that's something that I can hold as a testament that, you know, any room that I go in, I always do my best to make sure I'm the hardest worker, give the most, leave people better than we found them. Because at the end of the day, that's what separates you from everyone else doing whatever your industry is, whatever your sector is, whatever you're doing in the market, you have to separate yourself. And when Kobe says, you know what, you just got to be you. So many people don't even know what that means because they don't know themselves because they have to be willing to put in the reps, the repetition, the 5 a.m.s, the three a days, all of these things to ensure that they get all the excuses out of the way because champions don't give excuses and Kobe never gave one. Correct. I think another thing that I really learned from Kobe from listening to some of his interviews, he had this like the Mamba mentality. Okay. We all know that he had the mentality of like fierce competitor and that was, that was great. But something that I learned from him, like by listening to interviews was that he was a very creative person and he was also a very structured person. So this is something that we talk about a lot as well, where it's like you have to create structure in your life. And then when you have structure, you're able to use your creativity and imagination to really put fuel behind that. And I think by listening to some of the interviews that he has, you know, shared his wisdom in, it was all about for him having structure so that he could be efficient but then also so that he could also be creative. Like you talked about the curiosity. And I think that's something that a lot of us lose, unfortunately, through growing up in life. And we just lose that, that spark and that creativity. So it's something that we all need to ensure that we create the right structure in our life so that we can be creative, so that we don't lose that. Never be afraid to ask a dumb question and look dumb for one second, but be afraid to look dumb forever, right? So I think for all of us, we just allow things to just go by. We just allow things to just be, right? And I think he really showed us that you can't do that. If you wanna have greatness and you wanna be great, you have to question every single angle because if you don't know, you'll never know. And so if you can really know and get to know all the different angles, 
then you see all the different areas of weakness and then you want to make them and you turn them into strengths. And that's why he had the most complete game because he looked and identified all the weaknesses and he worked on it, worked on it, worked on it to make it a strength so that nobody could take that away from him so that he can call upon it because it was him. Mm-hmm. And also reverse engineering those. So in basketball, like this one thing to score a bucket or to make it to the lane and get a dunk. But I know for Kobe, it was more of he reverse engineered to figure out, okay, what, what was MJ doing to get to the lane? What was he doing to get to the dunk? Like, and learn what his moves were and then practice it 10,000 times, make it his own, put his own twist on it, and then become the greatest player that he could be. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is like we're reverse engineering greatness to figure out, okay, what areas can everybody listening improve on? What can we take from Kobe, someone who has just made a huge impact on the world? What can we do to learn from greatness so that we can too have that impact? And you see, that's when you honor their memory. Because then you're basically showing that, you know what? We're going to be humble enough to learn from someone that was great and we're going to honor them because we want to honor that greatness. We want to make sure that that greatness is never lost. Exactly. So I know that before we even started recording this podcast, Herman and I were just talking a little bit and we were going to go over some of like some, some bullet points that we wanted to really accomplish and cover, but we were just like, let's just hit record and go because it was getting there is no point in in just talking about it. We just needed to record it because sometimes the first time it comes out is like the best. So Herman, did you want to go through that and share that with everybody? I don't know. I mean, this is, this is my little black book here. (laughs) (laughs) So let me see which one we can go through. Okay. So we covered this. So let me share this part. One thing when I see people who are great, not just Kobe and NBA, not just say MJ, Michael Jordan, not just say Bezos at Amazon, not just saying other people who are great at what they do. But when we talk about greatness, we like to have the words that sound like special. We love to feel that word that makes us feel special. But you know, the one thing Kobe did that others who are just all-stars and not necessarily legends do, is I'll share this with you. He doesn't just become curious and just want to settle for mediocrity. He would be the type of person from everything I've watched, all the film, everything. He's the type of person that will not just settle for just mediocrity. He's the type of person that will want to go to the highest level, go to the very end, figure out what it takes to, to be the best. And in order to do that, if you, if you ever came into him and say, you know what, I want to be an all-star. I want to be this. I want to be that. First thing he would do is he would question every single thing you do to get there. Everything you're saying right now. He's like, okay, are you waking up at 5 a.m.? No, you're waking up at 9 and, you, and your practice is at 10. Well, that's not working. What are you saying every day to your head? What are you saying every day to everybody? Are you talking nonsense? Are you focused on the next game? Are you focused on the strategy? Are you focused on... Uh, creating better habits are you focused on those things and I believe Rachel Nichols said it best when she was saying like when she used to cover him and follow his career and ask him these things it was when he would be so pointed that he would go and 
if you're going to say something, he was going to challenge you. He was going to challenge every single part of you to see whether or not you were actually going to live up to that. And I think that's something I've really adopted and shared because I think if we can really take that challenge upon ourselves, take that accountability upon ourselves, then we're one step closer to get in there, one step closer to that greatness, one step closer to becoming better. And I feel if we can just take a little page out of his book and really say, you know what? Let's really challenge ourselves. What are we doing this moment? What are we doing in the next moment? What are we doing five moments from now? And say, is that building towards the greatness that we want to be? And not just be burdened and overburdened and, and feel like we're beat up because we don't like our circumstances. No. Instead, what are you doing to work towards it? What are you doing right now? Are you putting yourself in the best position? Are you connecting with the right people? Are you opening those doors? Are you asking the right questions? Are you curious enough to, to go beyond just mediocrity? And I think some of those things that we just mentioned, all these things compiled together, if we can just take some of those pages and apply it in our workbook, in our playbook, I say that's something we can start, that's something we can learn, and that's one way we can honor the memory of one of the greats. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I even heard him say how when he has different ideas, so obviously he evolved into being more in business after his career, but even for some of the ideas he had, he said that he would always ask like why it couldn't work or why it wouldn't work. And that was different for me because, you know, everybody wants to know why their idea is a good one, why it is going to work, why it should work. But for him, it was more of challenging it to figure out why is this not going to work? So then when you know what's going to challenge it, when you know what you're up against, then you can have solutions or strategies to overcome that. So it's really all about like refining your ideas, refining the things that you do. If, if you say you're going to do something, really challenge it. Don't just make it sound good and sound pretty and then not back it with anything, but actually stay true to it. And so a lot of people like to challenge me, Angelo, and <laughs> I don't ever mean any disrespect, but when we give a rebuttal, it is done in the most respectful manner so that those people understand that the, the, we'll, we'll embrace the challenge. It's whether or not they can take, take it back in return. And that's something that we have to do. It's okay, we want to challenge people, but we also have to take the challenge in return because that's how we grow. That's how we expand. Exactly. Right? Don't just dish it. You got to be able to take it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So Herman, do you have any other like thoughts that you want to share or maybe things that you learned or anything in general that you wanted to cover? I would love for everyone to just take a different page that we discussed out of his book. Maybe there's another page you know about that we didn't discuss. Take a different page continue the conversation below in, in the chat. Let's, let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep the memory of him alive. I think that's something we must do to honor him, honor his legacy, honor those lives that were lost so that we can make sure that the memory of those people, not just Kobe, but all the people mm -hmm. are forever remembered, that they will not just be lost, that they will always be remembered for something because I feel so many people are forgotten so easy because in today's world, it's full of distractions. And I yes. feel today of all days, I think we need to ensure that maybe we 
put one of those distractions down so that we can, you know, really honor someone who was great, honor the other lives that are also great, and really, really remember them so that they are never forgotten. Very, very well said. I would love to hear from each and every one of you to hear about one of your memories or one of your things that you learned. Maybe we didn't cover. I mean, it's so hard to cover everything about someone's whole entire life when number one, we never met them personally. Um, but number two, like covering it in a short 30 minute podcast. I mean, we want to hear from you. Let's keep that memory alive and comment below in the comments so that we can continue this conversation. Thank you, all of you. And we just want to send our, our love and our, all our blessings to all of those families. And we want to give all as much support to all of you. And if you're watching this, just know like we send all our love and everything to you. And just want to make sure that we continue to keep those memories alive. Exactly. At the end of the day, we're one team. We are one family. We are all humans together. And we all have to have each other's back. So we thank each and every one of you for tuning in. We do hope that you got some value. We want to continue to just help each other, help one another. And let's continue to see the bigger picture so that we can too leave a legacy that will live on long after us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.